Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Guys, we are partying in the studio right now. <laughs> a lot of people in the studio. This is awesome. <laughs> we bring a posse. Hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show for Thursday, January 23rd. It's just moments away. But before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace, Not Aerosmith Workers, Local 126 and District 8, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, sponsored this program. Program, as well as the Chicago Federation of Labor. Hour number two featuring Marie Newman starts now. It is Thursday, January 23rd, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. In this hour of the program, yes, it's true. It's the Democratic 3rd Congressional District candidate herself, Marie, the real Democrat Newman. And now your host, also a real Democrat, Chicago Raider <laughs> columnist, Benny J. Benjarovsky. Uh, I've been voting Democrat my whole life. It's true. Yep, yep. They, I, boy, do I moan about it half the time. Uh that's true, too. And uh, I moan and groan about it, but I vote Democrat. Uh, we were supposed to keep Marie Newman's uh, presence in the studio a secret, oh. but we're, we're still going to pretend like she's a mystery guest, and I'm going to ask uh, Lenny t- uh, from Indivisible to introduce her. But before we do, yeah, any updates before I kick it over? Uh, I encourage everybody to follow us on social media, at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, on both Facebook and Twitter. The Ben Jarofsky Show on Instagram. By the way, Ben, how's that Instagram account going? Oh, my going? God, it's booming. Really? Uh, no. I, oh. uh, I forgot. He's in charge of the Instagram account, guys. You know what? We had a reader. Uh, Lenny is uh, uh, in the studio with me, is an associate of mine, a co-worker, colleague at the reader. We had a, a reader retreat. I think the last uh, Lenny um, thing, uh, po- uh, image I posted on Instagram was a picture of the reader retreat. So I got to get, get going on that Instagram thing. You know what I'm saying, Lenny? That was such an amazing day. I love that day. I love that all of us got together in one room, especially those that have been there for Decades. I know, man. Yeah, the old guy in the room. And, you know, I, I got all the reader, uh, my beloved reader, I've been working at the reader uh, on full time basis since 1990. I've been writing for the reader since the 80s. And, um, you know, the reader's been on the rope so many times, Lenny. It, it, it looked like it was down and it comes back and it's like Rocky Balboa always comes back. And, um, you know, I got all choked up there because uh, we're, we're, we're uh, giving it a good fight coming into the next year. 
and so like this was a new idea uh first time ever i've ever read well no it's not the first time ever we did something like in the 90s good guy anyway everybody got together at the end with that little circle remember the circle and i started getting all choked up Aww, i'm just a little man. softy i know uh <laughs> all right that's really nice ben yeah it was nice um all right lenny from indivisible uh we have a, you have a whole bunch of guests with you and they got a whole bunch of buttons so we, before we bring on uh the main attraction why don't you uh talk about some of the buttons you got here some of the guests you got here talk yeah, about Indivisible so, a little bit. so i'm here with my friends from indivisible il9 i'm here with kelly baffy who's also with resistance buttons and she is going to talk about that for a second and also i'm here with karen goldman who's here from persistless.org who actually has something in the reader and i would love to pass the mic to them all right. Uh, hi, I'm Kelly, and um, yeah, as Lenny mentioned, I'm from Resistance Buttons. I run the Resistance Button Club, so that is a subscription service where for $5 a month, you can get a button in your mailbox um, delivered to your home address or wherever, um, and dealing with uh, current issues and topics that are going on. So this month was actually said um, war good for absolutely nothing because obviously we started the month with that and now we're on to some other fresh topics so um but you know we can look back at lordy i hope there are tapes and still <laughs> laugh about that button all the, the previous club buttons are also available for purchase on my site resistancebuttons.com and you can join the club there you can also get three for ten dollars so you can have your button and have two to give away and it, we're just a really cool button. We I've got twenty twenty. I like this button with the little shades. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's and it's my... got the uh, the White House in there and Congress the, and Congress yeah, in the shades. Congress. So there you go. All right. And hi, I'm Karen Goldman with a website called persistlist.org. It's a site to list and view political actions in the Chicago area, as well as there is an advertisement in the reader every week, which lists um, and highlights some events, and the full list of events is on persistlist.org. Um, I really want to encourage those to become politically active, and there is an event almost every day. We have hundreds. I've had thousands and thousands of views. I'm up to a thousand views today already. So um, please go on. And if you're an organization that has an event, I am more than happy to promote it. What are just uh, from that list, some of the events we should know about? Oh, uh, well, Indivisible Chicago has the True Blue Review is on um, uh, February 3rd. I think Marge was here to talk about the you event. You are correct. She was here yesterday. Uh, yeah, so Let's that's say it again. great. Um, it's uh, February 3rd, um, the True Blue Review. Uh, you go to IndivisibleChicago.com for all the details. Um, they're kicking off their um, three states, one initiative one mission plan so if you feel like you live in illinois and it's all blue and you can't do anything here wisconsin and michigan need us badly that's so correct. it's a real great way to get hooked up with people who are doing that work so if you're out there thinking what can i do there it is february there. 3rd february 3rd so that's at the athenaeum, athenaeum. and that's monday is that monday at no 5 30. at 5 30. yeah there we yeah. go yeah mm -hmm. uh, we'll probably be talking about uh, more about that uh as the week next goes week. on next week is it already next no no, no, no. It's a week. I'm not. I haven't lost a week. Okay, have I? Yeah, you're right. yeah, you're right. uh, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, did I lose a week already? All right, Lenny, why don't you uh, introduce our uh, our guest of honor, who's sitting next to you? Yeah. So um, I'm with Indivisible, 
and our local group is Indivisible IL-9. We're part of a national grassroots network. So Indivisible locally, as well as Indivisible national, has endorsed in the primary, in the Illinois primary, and we're happy that it's going to be a real Democrat in the third district. And I'm happy that you're here today. She was just here with us um, at our event uh, last Monday at Black Ensemble Theater, where we had a whole audience full of people wondering what to do, or maybe they are already active, but uh, it was great for Marie Newman to be there and to actually implore them to do something. Think of 20 things that you could do this year in 2020 to win. So I'm very happy to have Marie Newman here on the show. All right, very good. Marie Newman, welcome back. Thank you, and I'm so happy to be here. Uh, and uh, you're spending a lot of time in this particular building. Uh, we, of course, are housed in a, a little studio in the back of the Chicago Sun-Times headquarters uh, in, uh, in the West Loop. And today's bright one, my beloved bright one, home delivered as always, has a picture of Marie Newman at the endorsement session of the Sun-Times editorial board. And she, you're looking in this photo at uh, your opponent, uh, incumbent Congressman Dan Lipinski. Uh, I would guess this look on your face is one of utter disbelief at what he's saying. Is that sort of what you're trying to convey in that in that look? More actually confusion. Yeah, I was very confused by what he was saying. All right, well, we'll get to uh, yeah. what, what he was saying, what got you confused. But uh, bad blood still boils. Uh, is the headline of the story. We talked about it actually earlier in the show as well. Uh, and the central thesis of the story uh, is that um, this is a personality dispute of sorts, uh, bad blood, a lot of lingering resentment left over for things said from the last campaign, which was in 2018, when you came very close to defeating Lipinski uh, in the primary. Talk about this issue of bad blood in the primary. Yeah, and for me, I I think it's a distraction. I really do. That um, Dan would rather be talking about personalities and fights uh, when we have a lot of work to do in Illinois. Three, there are a lot of issues. Income inequality is an issue in Illinois as it is in uh, the uh, nation. Um, healthcare is a huge issue. I've done 280 meet and greets, and in every one of them, someone has told me a story about bankruptcy related to. Uh, not being able to afford health care. Having been someone that, uh, you know, went uh, paycheck to paycheck for many years and did without health care, that resonates with me. Um, so for me, there are a lot of issues we need to be talking about. And um, Dan bringing up all of this bad blood, that's on him. That's not me. Now, how did that emerge in this campaign? I'm going to get to the issues. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the opening line uh, of the article talked about uh, something you said on election night 2018, where you said, I hope uh, Lipinski's having a, quote, very painful evening. Uh, this is when you were waiting for the returns to come in in 2018, very close election. Yeah. And it was one of, I think, the first time in Dan Lipinski's career where uh, we either had an opponent or it wasn't an overwhelming landslide or the election was over like three minutes after the polls closed. Yeah. Uh, so we're, uh, how... What were you getting at when you said, I hope he has a very painful evening? This is all I'll say about it. I wanted him to reflect upon how he treated my kids, my husband, and my family, and that is all I wanted. It was not meant to be anything more than that, and that's really all I'm going to say about that. We'll talk about how he treated your uh, your family in that election. I remember the last time we were on my show, I told you, beware. It's tough politics down on the, yeah. uh, on the southwest side of Chicago. You know what, I'm not going to go into it because this will feed into Dan's narrative of that it is a personality contest and it's uh, this tit for tat. 
I don't have time for that, I'll be honest with you, Ben. I'm happy to talk about the issues always because, or any one person's problem, whether it is the whole district's problem, one person's problem, but I am running to help people in Illinois 3. I'm not running to talk about um, Dan's vendetta against me. That's just not, I'm not interested. All right, well then uh, let's uh, get to what distinguishes you from uh, Dan Lipitz. Let's get start with health care. Sure, yeah, and I think that that's super clear, right? Dan voted against the Affordable Care Act in 2010. Um, and then just recently voted for a Republican bill that would take uh, Obamacare away from folks on uh, employer-based uh, health care and to the tune of about a million people that work under 40 hours a week. And he can put you know a silk purse on a sow's ear all he wants, but that's really what it is. Um, so, And I think that's where my confused face came from when he started to talk about that that was okay to do that. I couldn't understand how you could be okay with that. But um, in any event, um, healthcare, I, I support the Medicare for All model um, wholeheartedly because my district does. I am highly aligned with my district. Um, it is very clear that the district wants Medicare for All. And Dan's uh, you know, healthcare proposals are extremely different than mine. Um, I do believe we have to prop up Obamacare till we move over and migrate over to someone something in a very methodical fashion. I'm a former management consultant, so I like to think about uh, Medicare for All is a program that is tried and true, right? It's been around for 55 years and it's done well. Not perfect, because nothing is, but take that, make it better, add vision, dental, hearing, um, long-term care, make it available to everybody. Um, and the first thing we need to do is get pharmaceutical prices down. So if we migrate over to that type of program, I think that's a very practical solution. Uh, trying to just have uh, Obamacare in place, which I think is what Dan is trying to say. It was very hard to understand what he was trying to articulate, but um, I think that's what he wants, is will be incredibly expensive, very hard on the middle class, and ultimately it's been torn apart so much, I, I believe it's going to be really hard to keep it long-term. So I think the long-term solution is Medicare for All. Well, I'll go one step further. Right now, Obamacare itself, which is a, a, a bit of a compromise on Medicare for All, is under siege. I can't point this out enough, Marie Newman. Uh, there's a law lawsuit in Texas that's making its way uh, through the courts. It, uh, a judge in Texas has already ruled against Obamacare, if you will, mm -hmm. ca calling it unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And that particular lawsuit is supported by Donald Trump's uh, administration. The Justice Department is on the side of Donald Trump in that lawsuit. If they get their way, mm -hmm. Obamacare, mm -hmm. which is the compromise to uh, Medicare for all mm -hmm. will be uh, eradicated. So it's yeah. it's like an, it is an existential moment in terms yeah. of healthcare in this country. Yeah. All of it could go away, and that that's really my concern. Is that um, and look again? I've been looking at everything from hospital programs. I've worked for hospitals, and I've worked for pharmaceutical companies, and I've worked for um, insurance companies, and I've worked on operation very thorny operational problems, uh, qualitatively and quantitatively. Honestly, the only option we have is Medicare for all at this point. Do we have to do it in a very methodical fashion so that uh, people understand what it is, how to access it, and work with it? Uh, it'll be significantly easier for the average consumer to work with it. So um, so for me, this is very logical, and I, I don't understand the resistance, I'll, I will tell you. All right. What are some of the other issues that distinguish you from incumbent Dan Lipinski? Yeah. Uh, inequality to get there. You mentioned that. Yeah, income inequality is a huge issue. So in 
uh, our district, we have a higher than average underemployment rate. And for those that don't understand what uh, underemployment is, it's when you're working two or more jobs to um, try to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a significant problem in my district. So effectively, lots of people are, are have one job to pay one set of bills and then another job to pay for the child care while you're at that job, and then you end up, you know, working yourself to death, and you never see your kids, right? It's, it's the epitome of insanity. So, um, that's a problem right in the district, but also nationwide. I hear that too. I mean, I, I certainly talk to a lot of members of Congress, and they hear the same thing across their all their districts. So, um, the fact that the average hourly wage hasn't gone up from twenty three or twenty four dollars an hour in twenty years is ridiculous. I actually think that we should have a new economic indicator because, as I say frequently in my meet and greets is that the stock market is not the economy and the economy is not the stock market. That's one indicator of several. Unemployment is one indicator. Underemployment is one indicator. What we really need to start looking at because it's been such a gross uh, injustice over the years is income inequality. The difference between the highest earners and the middle earners and the lowest earners and have metrics around that so that we can understand how to better close those gaps. Um, and then my, my proposals around raising wages, uh, making a livable wage a federal law, um, and certainly empowering unions. I have a whole white paper on empowering unions on my website. Um, and then making uh, transportation more accessible. People, wage earners get to their jobs by public transportation. And right in Illinois 3, we have tons of transportation deserts. These are very solvable problems. These are not pie in the sky things. These are things we can do. And then, you know, on the, on the economic side, paid leave would solve a lot of economic problems and it would solve a lot of hardship problems. It, things like universal child care um, in uh, in Quebec, in, uh, in Canada, they've had universal child care child care in that province for 25 years. Uh, Unemployment has gone way down. Employment has gone way up. Health outcomes way up. Um, Actually, uh, there are more babies, so people are having fun, too. (laughs) So it's all good. Uh, Empowering unions. Talk a little about that. Our show is supported by unions, sponsored by unions. We have a lot of union listeners. Uh, talk about what do you mean yeah, by so I'm unions. lucky enough to be endorsed by um, SEIU and National uh, Nurses United so I'm very proud of those endorsements there's many of them there's something like 12,000 of them in um, in my district so I'm proud to be walking side by side with them we'll receive uh, we'll some other announcements of our own unions but I feel very strong I'm from a union family right I'm from the southwest side I was born in Beverly grew up in Palos and I raised my kids in LaGrange um, and being from a union family um, your union family is just uh important too. Um, I believe that we should be empowering unions in a few ways, is that we should be talking about unions and our rich labor movement in civics. It's an important part of a civics lesson. It's been, you know, Mother Jones and all this stuff has been completely expunged from our history lessons. That is so, so very important, that movement. Um, And then secondly, what I would say is is that uh, making sure that kids in school understand uh, what trades jobs are, mid-tech jobs, uh, trades jobs, crafts jobs, all of those jobs. Career awareness should be much more about everything that you could possibly do to have a fulfilling career. And then making all of those trainings, a lot of the unions do great training work, right? They have workforce training all over the place. But if we can add it to um, places like community centers and um, community colleges, would be amazing. So let's support our unions, have it so that people can access unions and join unions more readily. That would be great. So those are among some. And then finally, I just will add one thing. Really important, I think that we, and we do need to legislate this unfortunately is that every single board should have a member of labor on it period so everybody has a voice Mm. 
Uh, when you say every single board, what do you mean? I'm sorry, every employer that has a board should have a labor, gotcha. member okay. of labor on it. Okay. Um, all right. Now let's talk a little bit about the the third congressional. Maybe you should have done this at the top of the sure. hour, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, exactly. Where is it? Just to help people out a little bit with the boundaries. I know you've done this sure. on the show before. Sure. But do it again in case it's. We'll the do first a time. visual. Yes. Some people call this the creative dance when I'm at a meet, meet and greet. So starting out by uh, White Sox Park and Bridgeport and Canaryville, right? Mm-hmm. And then we wiggle our way down Archer. And 55 all the way to the top of Joliet. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of, so there's about 10 wards in there. And then in the suburbs, it goes from everywhere from where I live in um, LaGrange, uh, Countryside, uh, Orland, Payless, Oaklawn. There's uh, about mm, 30, 35 suburbs in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so it's, it's kind of strange. Marie, we talked about this uh, previous appearances right. on the show. The third congressional has. Uh, an incumbent congressman named Dan Lipinski. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the outset of the show, he's the son of William Lipinski, uh, who was a po- very powerful uh, ward boss in the 23rd Ward for years and years, mm-hmm. city of Chicago, an alderman, uh, before he himself went to Congress. And then when he retired, handed it over to, to young Daniel. Um, Dan Lipinski is perhaps the most conservative Democrat in Congress right now, no question yeah, about. No, we haven't he's even, been ranked that way frequently. You yeah. even got into choice as, as we, we talked about the things that the differences between you and Young mm-hmm. Daniel. Uh, you didn't even get into choice, yeah. which is a huge issue. He's uh, vehemently against any kind of uh, abortion rights for women. Yeah. Um, I think even in the case of rape, am I correct in that, or am yeah, I going so too far? Yeah, so he just signed on to a an amicus brief, which is the um, document that um, asks the, the Supreme Court to look at Roe v. Wade and overturn it. And he's very clear about that. And he's actually on tape saying frequently, I'm working aggressively to overturn Roe v. Wade. And, you know, when people reveal themselves to us, we have to listen to them. And I've, so the women's rights groups that have been talking about his constant uh, war on women, we should be we should have been listening. I was. Um, but many aren't. And but I, what I might add here is that, while that is a very draconian measure. Interestingly, I was on the I've been on the, you know, knocking doors a lot, obviously. And um, fascinating. Even some pro-life women in the district will say, wow, all the way to that. <laughs> like, You know, like I'm pro-life, solidly pro-life. I, I don't want anyone to have an abortion. But to take that away um, completely sounds draconian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, all right, he is the most conservative, particularly in this issue. And uh, he also stood with uh, Trump on other issues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet his district, that third congressional that you just mapped out, mm-hmm. that started, you know, the, the way he did it from White Sox Park <laughs> into the Burbs, that voted for Bernie in the Democratic yeah. primary in 2018. By 8%, yeah. Eight, by how much percentage? 8%. 8, okay. Bernie won by 8. 8%. So that tells me that is a what you would call progressive district. Mm-hmm. So that's an anomaly right there. You have mm-hmm. a progressive district that's been written off uh, as a conservative base with the most conservative Democrat as its congressperson. Why is that? It's so fascinating. Last time that I got that question all the time, people would be very confused. Gosh, she's been in place for so long. It must be a conservative place. So interestingly, I never get that question anymore. We did the district, all of the grassroots, and everybody has done such a good job of introducing the realness of the district, which is all of these hardworking families, workers, um, and middle-class families that everybody understands, wow, it's just a standard Democratic, deeply blue district, right? And they just need a real Democrat with a real plan. That's all they need. And so now I 
don't really get that question anymore because it's very clear to everybody from the media to the grassroots to people that live there. It's like, oh, no, there's lots of just standard Democrats here that, you know, are very concerned with jobs, transportation, health care, uh, equality, um, making sure that my kids have good education, all the standard stuff that every Democrat wants. Mm-hmm. And so this nonsense that it is a purple or a red district that goes back to the days of uh, early Dan Lipinski. And here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll, I'll throw him a bone. I would say maybe 2004. That was probably true. But it certainly hasn't been true over the last 10 Wait, years. Wait, what was true in 2004? I'm little, not sure I'm going to yeah. sign on to this bone throwing. Yeah. What was true, are you saying, in like, 2004? You know, 2004, maybe it was a little bit more conservative. It is not a conservative district. I'm going to disagree with that point. I think that po- that district has always been uh, poorly represented from its political views. Uh, and it's far more liberal. See, it's really hard to use these terms. Right, right. Because right. the terms mean yeah. liberal. I don't even know what liberal means anymore. <laughs> Everybody's a progressive. Uh, I don't know and either. So, but I... I just say it's a real democratic district. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because everybody identifies recently, or you know, in a different way. And um, I think Dan's new um, branded nickname for me is the aggressive progressive. It rhymes. Um, so <laughs> so that you should wear that yeah. as a badge of pride. Yeah, it's like yeah, maybe. Yeah, aggressive progressive. <laughs> um, but the problem with that is, is that people, when he says it that way, then they get afraid of that name because he's saying it in such a you know kind of visceral way and so for me i just stick with my values here are all my solutions i put them on the website so i'm always accountable to them and what they are are very practical solutions that solve real problems and there's nothing new on there by the way there's nothing you know there's some innovation to each of my solutions but they're all tried and true and practical so i just like to call myself a real democrat well, I can tell you this. Uh, there's all kinds of Democrats. They're all welcome on this show. We had a yeah. bunch of Joe. We had a Joe Biden supporters. A lot of my listeners are hardcore Bernie uh, fans. Yeah. We had a Joe Biden supporter on. We had Elizabeth Warren supporter on yesterday, okay. and uh, we welcome them one one and all uh, on on this show. But there, I'll just point this out: the third congressional went for Bernie. So that tells me. That even in contrast, like say something like the fifth congressional district, which is my Quigley's district, yeah. uh, or the seventh congressional district with Danny K. Davis's district, yeah. uh, I don't even know which uh, Jen Schakowsky's ninth congressional. I think that may have gone. These all went through for Hillary Clinton. I want to say, mm-hmm. so you guys are even more progressive <laughs> than they are. Yeah. You, at least it's a labor. It's a labor and union movement district. It truly is. About forty three percent of households have a union member. So the the reality is is that people are very focused on protecting uh, that. There's a lot of highly skilled and highly talented folks in the district and they want to make sure that they continue to have jobs and that is really a a huge focal point for them all right and uh uh so the the last time you ran you came very close Uh, i want to say within two percentage points i can't remember the exact number it was very close it was uh uh it was a bitter race what do you think's changed this time around gives you the advantage going into this election. Yeah, I think so. I think I did um, cultivate a little bit of name ID, so I think that helped the campaign a bit. Um, I also spent, even before I ran, I obviously was a community advocate. I was working, I was spokesperson for uh, Moms uh, Demand Action Illinois, and um, I ran an anti-bullying national program and worked on um, anti-bullying inside the Illinois district. I worked on a task force that 
that um, developed a, a manual for anti-bullying um, in Illinois. So a bunch of different activities, but worked throughout the district as well. So this time, in between both campaigns, what I did strategically was make sure I had an even deeper understanding. So um, in between both uh, campaigns, the one that I lost and now, I jumped on about 12 campaigns to make sure, and most of them were inside the uh the blueprint of uh, Illinois 3, so that I really got in touch with every single community leader, every single precinct. We developed a huge uh, field program um, with the help of Indivisible. And uh, and so that's like the big deal, is that our uh, field force is an army, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool. All right, that's Marie Newman. We'll take a break and be right back. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. You are no longer uh, mayor of Chicago. You're not holding public office right now, so you don't have to watch what you say. Not that you ever did that I know, much. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, that was not really, that, I don't think you have to worry about that. But now you're, you can prepare to be Rombo again, the Neutron Rom, just blow <laughs> up the place. <laughs> Where's Let's... Waldo? At Chicago Land Cremation Options, we are committed to listening, educating, and guiding your family through the cremation process. Whether it is time of death or when planning your wishes for the future, Chicago Land Cremation Options can accommodate you at an affordable price and with great dignity. Avoid funeral home costs with direct access to a crematory for a cremation. Chicagoland Cremation Options, just south of O'Hare, five minutes west of Chicago. It's a family-owned business and operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Visit it at ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. One more time, ChicagolandCremationOptions.com. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show. Mr. Jarofsky, take us home. We got Marie Newman in the studio. We're going to close it down. Lenny from Indivisible in the studio as well. I have some final thoughts from both of them. Before we do that, D, you got an update for me? Absolutely. Here, a uh, local update here. Governor J.B. Pritzker today announced a pair of ambitious criminal justice reform goals. Thursday, the end of cash bonds and mandatory minimum sentences. Yeah, we were talking about that. Good for him. I'm telling you, J.B.'s on a roll, man. I didn't vote for him in the primary. I always got to acknowledge that, but Pritzker prove said, me wrong. Pritzker says it's part of, quote, prudently reducing the state's 40,000 inmate prison population. He acknowledges that it will likely take several years to implement, but says ending cash bonds is a priority. There's work to be done to try and find a solution for ending cash bail, but it will, in my opinion, during our administration, we will have made enormous strides, Pritzker said, and I believe we will end cash bail during this administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate Bloomberg. If you're uh, paying attention, look what uh, Pritzker's doing in Illinois. Remember when Pritzker Randy, all the people were calling in, man, a billionaire, I'm not gonna vote for a billionaire. So, And we gotta give a shout out to Brianna on the live stream chat. She's enjoying her interview with uh, Marie Newman here. She says, uh, can Marie run for president? She's one of the most (laughs) down to earth candidates I've heard so far. Here's that blue car, Brianna, again. <laughs> blue Mustang for quote of the day. Nice. Uh, Brianna is a very astute observer of our show. 
Um, any uh, anything else, young man? Before I turn it over to Marie Newman, follow us online at Benny J Show. B E N N Y, the letter J Show. Find us on YouTube. Watch the live stream chat if you're downloading. It's a fantastic time, and uh, yeah, join the live stream chat. Make fun of Ben. Weigh in with your comments. We may read them on the air if you watch your language. Good times. Yeah, watch your language. All right, Marie Newman. Closing thoughts. So lots of them, but I think I'll narrow it down to volunteering. <laughs> so um, as you can imagine, running against a machine candidate, the machine is on the down, on the ground doing all of the super fun things that they do. <laughs> you know, everything from lies to dirty tricks to super scary stuff. Um, I need volunteers. Um, I'm just going to make a pitch for everybody. The Indivisible movement has been amazing. If you ever want um, a good uh, knocking mentor or uh, phone calling or advocacy mentor, hook up with any of the indivisibles but we need you i need you to go to marienewmanforcongress.com and make sure uh that you sign up to volunteer with us we need door knockers and we need them right now uh you know the machines on the ground dan is bringing in dc folks uh to back him up um he has nothing but money we have um, a really strong operation, but it means uh, we've got to get really tough in the field. So I need really good door knockers that are patient. We are a lot of fun, by the way, I would say, in the office. So uh, stop by and have a little fun with us. We do do karaoke. Uh, but please volunteer. Don't invite into that. <laughs> That's the last thing you want. You yeah. want people yeah. to yeah. come to your event. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. So um, so sign up at marienewmanforcongress.com or scoot over to our uh, Facebook page. What's Thanks your, so much. So what's your favorite karaoke song? You know, that is a really good question. Uh, it's probably an Earth, Wind & Fire song because really yes. there's no other group other than Earth, Wind & Fire. I just need to tell you oh, that. Oh, you just won yeah. over Ben Jarofsky right there. He's <laughs> really? to the 3rd Congressional District right now. No, I'm a huge Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh my God. Uh, really? Like, I how can... I okay, I just have to ask everybody, how can... When you listen to Earth, Wind & Fire, it is impossible not to be happy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just it's just a real thing. Well, there's some sad songs. Um, there's The Way of the World. It's okay. kind of a, you know that song? Lenny will now sing yeah. it for us. Go ahead, <laughs> Come she on, will. Lenny, sing Go, that girl. Song. Come on. Uh, uh, that's the way of the world. Anyway, that's not really a happy song. I know, but it's so good. You guys don't invite him to that karaoke thing. <laughs> no, I love Earth, Wind & Fire. That's my favorite Earth, Wind oh, & Fire song. Nice. Yes, it is. Um, all right, very good. Marie Newman, thank you so much. And Lenny, what, uh, any closing thoughts from you? Yeah, if you don't know who Indivisible is, they actually, the founders just wrote a book. We are Indivisible. Oh, so wow. pick it up, learn uh, how the movement started, and join a local Indivisible group. Our local group meets in the 9th District at 5539 North Broadway every Thursday at noon. And we are welcoming to, to everybody. So please come. Show the book to the camera. Yeah. Thank you. And then we just want to plug one more time the Indivisible Chicago event that's going to be at the Athenaeum. And it's on February 3rd at 5.30 p.m. Um, come on out and uh, get together to figure out how we're going to do three states, one mission, right? Um, because uh, we're going to get Wisconsin and Michigan on board. Yes, That's ma'am. Illinois is going to yes, do. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So Kelly came from Michigan. I just want her to, she's the group. Tell her, tell, tell them about your congressperson and what you did with the, oh, yeah. they did it. he didn't come to town halls real quick. Dave Trot. So we launched a chicken trot campaign on him. Had the town halls with the chicken, you know, up at the podium when he didn't come out. Guess who decided not to run again? Yeah. So we, you know, did, did the work and got that Dave Trot, the 
one of the 10 richest congressmen out of office. He was like, too hot for me, and he's out. He's not running so, for re-election. He did not. In fact, Haley Stevens won in that district, 11th district in Michigan. Yeah. She ran a great, great campaign. She She's doing an awesome job yeah. in Congress. Haley, I still see you out there. So. All right. It can be done. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to thank uh, Marie Newman. I want to thank Miles Conflassen. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois. And as Marie Newman and Lenny can tell you, back home in Alton, they call him White Lightning. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. Dennis. My name's Dennis. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows and Benny J bonus interviews at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast downloaders we live stream this program it's true tuesdays through fridays one until three p.m central time at both chicago sun times and chicago reader websites in the chicago sun times youtube channel we encourage uh, you join us sometime get a load of what ben looks like get a load of what i look like heads up i'm bald we'll see you tomorrow Correct.